0: What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Got Next podcast. I am your host, Rafa. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Carlos. How are you doing, sir? Hello, I'm doing well.
1: I've been in my house for the last five days because I'm sick. COVID round (laughs) two, unfortunately. Well, I'm no longer sick, but I'm still positive. So hopefully I'm out of here in a couple days.
0: Hopefully, I'm sure you're bored, although you still have to work, so there's there's that
1: I got to catch up on some NBA news you know uh, saw some pe- people punching each other
0: uh, yes, which will we'll <laughs> not will not get to today but like wait so do you do you not watch ball in your spare time as much? I mean, I have more
1: time because I was you know not not working
0: that's fair. you do have I mean, jobs tend to. Take preoccupy <laughs> a lot of time and so do wives so <laughs> but now that we've now that we've kind of caught up it's the I preseason imagine. has been in full swing like you what?
1: i Megan and I lie.
0: Yep. So <laughs> we love you Uh just remember that
1: <laughs> sorry
0: the, and we're off the rails. <laughs> Damn, I didn't uh, think I'd get you that bad. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm to <laughs> <so much. laughs> Just
1: have the giggles.
0: Listen, you don't live with your significant other, okay? I do. <laughs> Plus, my son, my furry son. <laughs> your furry son. Who's right here? He's on my lap. I've pretty much every recording. We've done since November twenty eighth. He's been in my lap while we do this. So
1: I envy you. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, let's. Uh, are we here to talk about basketball? I forget what we're talking about.
1: Uh. No, we're talking about wives not letting us play basketball.
0: Right. <laughs> my wife's. T- He's afraid I'll tear my Achilles or whatnot. Um. Yeah, you
1: need to hang out with them.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about our, uh, our Eastern conference predictions. So we're kind of doing two things. Um, so we're going to rank them as in like where they finish in the regular season, but we're also going to tier them. Um, just because like, we know that just because of NBA history, the team that finishes number one in the regular season isn't always like the best team. Um, and certain teams in like the, the way they finish in order doesn't necessarily mean one team is better than the other and all that. So we're going to give both our, where, where we believe they will rank in the conference in the regular season and then tier them. So Carlos, what are our, uh, what are our four
1: tiers? So, we have four sets of contenders. <clears throat> we have title contenders, playoff contenders, play in contenders, and Wemby contenders. Yes. Pretty self explanatory.
0: The last one is, of course, those who are <laughs> going for the Wembanyama Championship. Instead of having the okay. best record, trying to have the worst record and trying to get uh, Victor Wembanyama, the 2023 uh, prized possession. Which, if you haven't seen G League Ignite versus um, his team, there are two really special things that happen in those games. One, you get to see the top, the potential top two picks go at each other. So, Wemben Yama's pretty much the consensus number one generational talent. And the consensus number two is Scoot Henderson, who's a very good point guard. This could very much be like, similar to Zion's the clear number one, John Moran's the clear number two. I think it's going to be a pretty similar um, thing for that. Um, and then the second very special thing that happens is uh, Steve Ho-You-Fat.
1: Steve Ho-You-Fat for three. He is. Yes, I said it. That's his name. <laughs> that's I love how name. after
0: he said that, he had to be like, I swear that's his name. Do not fire me. But yeah, Steve you fat just instantly became my favorite basketball player of all time um, since Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Did so, you yeah. see um, Sharif O'Neal swap jerseys with him? Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, Sharif O'Neal got the you Fat. Damn it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got I got the most valuable jersey. <laughs> Damn, lucky guy!
0: You know what's funny about that is that Twitter. There, I saw at least two accounts be like, "Okay, this is where you can get the jersey for Victor Wembanyama." But everyone's like, "Okay, but like, I want the whole you fat jersey." <laughs> like, like, that's probably going to be the most popular jersey in the next two weeks. For the memes. For the memes, I legit. You know what? I gotta find that account on Twitter, and I'm gonna get a whole you fat jersey. Uh for Mets 92 Steve Ho you fat um, we're talking about playoffs again there see the, see, see right fat?
1: There.
0: Twitter right there I, I scrolled for like 10 seconds and found it He's looking for... <laughs> see like it's funny that the first picture isn't the prospective 2023 first pick it's Ho you fat what a legend all right So um, what we're going to do, this is going to be a little chaotic, but we're going to go like from top to bottom, starting with who we believe is going to be, who's going to finish number one in the Eastern Conference and kind of go down. So I'll start with you. Who do you think is going to finish with the number one seed? um, And why do you think it's Boston?
1: Am I go? I'm going to be going be I'm a bit hot here. Coming in hot here. Oh no. You're not going to say it's Brooklyn, are you? No. Uh it's Jimmy Harden and the Philly and the Philadelphia Sixers. Wow, I it's funny. <laughs> wow. I didn't see you going there.
0: But I also have Philly finishing number 1 in the Eastern Conference next year.
1: No way. (laughs) I thought it was coming in hot.
0: No, you're not. (laughs) In fact, I know there's another analyst that has said Philly's probably going to finish on top. John Hollinger said he actually thinks Philly's going to win the whole thing. But he also said Philly's going to finish number one. So, no, you're not coming on here.
1: Damn, I thought it was coming in hot. I know.
0: And in terms of tier, I have them as a title contender, by the way. Yeah, yeah, same. I very much have them as a title contender. So let's talk about it. Yeah. You talk about Jimmy Harden. Are we gonna see Jimmy or are we gonna see James?
1: <laughs> That's the big yeah. question here. That is definitely the big question. Um I mean there were some like in the preseason, it look he looked he looks okay from the small the short clips I've seen, but he definitely looks more, more coming into the season, he looks more fit than he has in
0: previous seasons.
1: I think, it, I think he
0: looks better this season than he did last season. For sure. I this mean preseason he already yeah. looks better than he did at his best in Brooklyn straight up yeah on.
1: exactly exactly so
0: it looks like he's dropped a little bit of weight though i don't know if that's just because like he's made an intentional i am just going to lose some weight to get some of my burst back or it's just because he's better in better shape but regardless he's definitely in better shape
1: yes 100% so, and so, yeah i think that's that's obviously the biggest factor uh, and if he 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 also I mean, he says he wants to be in his. Uh, he wants to be MVP form as well,
0: and that's huge. So,
1: that is huge. If he's gonna be playing with that, and that intensity from the from the get-go, I think that will lead to a good uh, regular season for the yes for the Sixers for sure. One thing
0: I really liked, I saw that um, I watched that video of Doc and James talking. So it's clear, like, there's that, you know, that hierarchy. It's established Joel, but don't forget to get yours too. So if, you know, they have these two legitimate MVPs, I mean, literally the last time that happened, and you have two MVP candidates like that, the Warriors were a dynasty.
1: I mean, that's what, uh, I guess, that's why uh, Doc Rivers wants him to be scoring Magic Johnson.
0: Right. Yeah, that was yeah. a little that was a little <laughs> weird. But I get I get I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see the sentiment at least. I see that I see what he's trying to get after. By the way, Magic was a pretty damn good score in
1: his own right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, wait, Magic was a good score. How about right. uh he can just be, you know, 2018 Harden also.
0: Oof. I don't know if he'll get to 2018 <laughs> Harden, but if he's 90% of that. I mean, fat and out of shape, Harden was an all-star player last year. Yeah. Like a legitimate all-star. Like he's the only guy on this team that knows how to make a decent fucking entry pass. <laughs> like I, I have clips of times when just Harden being a good passer made Joel's life that much easier. So that's kind of the thing I'm going to be looking for. Because of course... Harden is going to establish Joel. That is how the Sixers dominate teams. It's Joel, number one. Yep. And what I'm going to look for is, even if Joel's points per game decrease than what it's been in the past, I'm looking to see if he becomes more efficient because some of the, his post catches are going to be um, easier. I'm not even going to look at like if he's going to become like all of a sudden increased by five through shooting percentage points i'm looking for like a subtle three percent change maybe either an increase in foul rate or he just gets easier shots right so that's something i'm going to be looking for and if those two can figure it out yeah shit this like little they could legitimately be the
1: best duo in the nba do you think um do do you think look do you think Embiid will finally win his mvp or will they like, cancel each other uh, out if Harden plays well enough? It depends. Um, I think... That's a good
0: question. I don't think that Harden will necessarily cancel it. Now, if Harden is 2018 Harden, then maybe. But I think pe- we're already coming into the season with the f- mindset of the hierarchy is Joel, then Harden. And yeah. yeah if the first three weeks it plays out that way, then regardless of what happens the rest of the season, it, Joel will kind of be up there. I don't know like how closely a lot of the voters follow, to be honest with you.
1: That's true. Yeah, no, I, I think narratively speaking, it's Joel's team. Right. Arden's, like, passed it already. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Let's... uh let's move on from those guys and talk about some of the others the most important one being tyrese maxey i
1: thought they're going to say pj tucker
0: <laughs> because we 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 have seen just you look at nba history like these all-star level guards and it's it's for some reason it's like a, a pretty consistent theme like mj took a step when he was in his third year kobe took a third step when he was in his third year AI, Dwayne Wade, like shooting guard after shooting guard, after shooting guard, after shooting guard. And this isn't just for shooting guards, but this is Maxi's third year. This is kind of when guys in general just kind of figure it out. And Maxi was already pretty damn good last year.
1: He showed so much improvement last year. He did.
0: He's already like a really good scorer. He gets downhill great. He's a solid defender. Yeah, he has lumps. He still makes young guy mistakes, but he's very good. And it seems like he has the work ethic. Like, I remember reading something right after the Sixers were eliminated. Uh, The very next day, Maxie was asking Doc Rivers, okay, what do I need to work on? Wow. And Doc was like, dude, no, take three weeks off. Don't even think about basketball for three weeks. But that's the mindset that Maxie has. So when I hear stuff like that, I'm higher on guys like that. Mm. So I think this is another reason why I had Philly Your breakout so year. Breakout year. Then you have a third guy who is really good. And then you still have Tobias Harris, who's still a very good player as well.
1: Yeah. I, I love, Tyrese Maxey, I just want to buy. He's my favorite player in the Sixers.
0: Oh, me too. Easily.
1: Yeah.
0: love. Especially- I love Tyrese Maxey. He's one of my favorite players now. I love him so much.
1: That, that that quotes actually very uh very encouraging. Definitely. For his development.
0: So I loved it. I lo- I love that from him. So I may I am making the assumption that he will take a step forward. I don't know if that'll show up statistically, and I'm certainly not gonna sign him up for the all-star game, probably. But if Maxi continues to develop on both sides of the ball, the Sixers team is very, very, very dangerous. He can coexist with Harden,
1: right? I mean, I kind of showed it last year. Oh,
0: they love Harden, loves playing with yeah. Maxi for simply Maxi cherry picks a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Maxi is also like one of the fastest guys in the NBA already. So, yeah, like how many hit a heads did they have per game? Maybe like one or two.
1: Yeah,
0: so that's another reason, like that little things like that matter. Uh, in addition to those guys, I mean, they have a bunch of three and D guys, PJ Tucker was a big name. I think the acquisition of DeAnthony Melton was really underrated. It's really yes. underrated. Very solid defender and a really good three-point shooter off the bench. Um, and then Daniel House, So all the yeah. more reason for Philly.
1: Daryl Morey recreating the, the Rockets over here. Right. <laughs> so here's my last question, and then we
0: really should move on. Thoughts on Montrez Harrell? He's better than Paul Reed? I would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> From a defensive know. standpoint, at least, <laughs> I actually would rather they play B-ball Paul at the five when Joel's not in in the playoffs. And actually, yeah, that, I heard
1: a lot of Sixers fans say that.
0: Yeah, or play PJ at the five. Don't
1: <laughs> just don't play Montrez. Montrez didn't get to play.
0: Here's the reason they have Montrez. Play it well, forward number one, he's like basically a minimum deal on a one-year minimum. Yeah, Uh, And then two, he's an innings eater for when Embiid's not on the court. You still need an offensive punch. And if the Sixers establish the post, you need a post scorer when Joel's not there for continuity. That's what Montrez is for. He's a regular season filler. Yeah, In the playoffs, maybe you play him in certain matchups. You play him in the first round to give Joel a break. But I don't see him being... I mean, even in the playoff, playoffs, let's say, like they're probably gonna play a really good team to start off. So I don't even know if Montrez is gonna play that much in the playoffs at all. Fair. Although it's a dark river, so who knows?
1: Um, You're gonna end up playing a uh, Corkmas or Nia. I do you think Ty th- Okay, yeah. We didn't mention Thaibo, but I think it's a bit another bit important. If he does, yeah. if he learns not to foul so much, I think it's yes. So
0: important. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Thaibo is a big one too. Like. Um, he could play small ball fight, and actually, no, never mind. He could not. No. <laughs> he could not. But Tybol is a very important player. If he finds some semblance of a three point shot, oh my god! Let's uh yeah. move on. Move Who on. do you think is gonna finish at number two? This is where I have Boston. Okay, so you do have Boston here. Um, this is where you have
1: Milwaukee?
0: Is what? Who do you have here, number two? You think I have Milwaukee here? It doesn't
1: sound like you agree. That's why I'm assuming you have Milwaukee.
0: No, nah, I have Boston.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, Boston and of course, title contender, right?
1: Title contender, but I I was I was I'm not as high if they did, if the stuff with Imei and Rob didn't come out like a couple weeks ago, I probably would have had them first to be honest.
0: That's fair. No, I don't disagree with that. And that's why I have them second. Let's start there. I mean, the Ime Udoka stuff. Let's not comment on (coughs) the situation itself. It's more so how how will Joe Mazzula be? Because it's more so like, is he as smart as Ime as a coach? And will the Celtics have the same buy in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of important because the, the Celtics do some pretty tough stuff on the defensive end. And if you're a coach who can't make adjustments on the fly and if you're a coach that doesn't get the buy-in, the Celtics could actually, I could see them tanking because they have... Tanking? What do you mean tanking? Like just like not being as good like, as they were last year okay, okay. a lot of people have them as the title favorite, but yeah. they're... In a very precarious position because there's a lot of stuff that still go wrong one if you don't have buy in. What did you like spill something. What happened. For those of you who can't see Carlos just got up and it looked like he spilled something on his computer.
1: No, I coughed
0: into my head and phlegm came out. What <laughs> the fuck? Okay, I'm, and- I'm sorry <laughs> I stopped my train of thought for that.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> anyway. was not worth it.
0: No. Anyway, it <laughs> I do have Boston here because I think that their depth is going to carry them because holy shit, are they deep? But they're in a very slippery slope because if they don't get the buy-in, there's going to be some very unhappy people. Let's just look at their depth. So uh, Robert Williams at center, who, which who's going to be out for a while, that's, and that's kind of a big deal. Right. But normally weeks, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. cleanup and I, that tends to not be a good thing. If you have to go back only a couple months later after a meniscectomy, that tends to not end well long-term. So I'm not looking, I'm, I'm really worried about him. But normally it's Robert Williams at center and then Al Horford, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. But you have Malcolm Brogdon, who's a very good player in his own right, who legitimately was being considered as an all-star just a couple years ago. Yeah. So if you as a coach do not have the ability to manage six starting caliber players for five starting spots, then this team's going to implode. The disease of more will take over.
1: The disease of more, yes.
0: The big deal. And there's also Grant Williams, who had a very good playoffs, and I assume that he's made improvements. He might start being like, why am I not starting? Derek White might yeah. start thinking like, why am I not starting? He was starting on the Spurs, right? I think so. But remember, they're also bad. But that's the thing. <laughs> he was starting on the Spurs. What if he's like, well, why can't I start? Yeah, so agreed. There's a there is a very slippery slope, and I see some potential for them to slide down a tier because of this. A tier, a whole tier, a whole tier. I'm not saying they are; they're very much in my title contender. But there is, if they're in a slippery slope. They better be fucking careful.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, they all. They the whole team, based on the media they installed, they want they. I think a few players said Marcus Smart in particular said they they hope he, he make a comeback kind of thing. Right. So they that's like a they they definitely missed their lead. Like he was a big part of why they did well last year, and we'll see if Joe can recapture that. I guess. Right. They look good in the pre the preseason. They do the game so far, but it's
0: the preseason. You know, yeah. so no one's trying. One thing I will be keeping a look <laughs> They were at trying.
1: Did you see them on defense? They were trying. <laughs> Somewhat.
0: Um, one thing I am looking out for is the playmaking development of both the Jays because that's basically the reason they didn't win. So yes. uh, they didn't win the title. So that's going to be a huge improvement that I'm going to be looking for for them. Um, we've already spent 25 minutes on two teams.
1: Well, shit. Okay.
0: Let's move on to who you think is number three. Please don't have the same one as me.
1: Tell me you have the Heat, then.
0: Son of a bitch! I
1: have my, I have the Bucks
0: at. Okay, cool. <laughs> I have the Heat. You have the Bucks. So let's let's start with uh, with the Heat. So you do um, have the Heat, okay, okay? I do have the Heat. I have the Heat at three. Okay. Um, and would you say Miami and Milwaukee are title
1: contenders? I have them both at as title contenders. Cool. Me too. I'm not a, yeah. Yeah, both have them both as title contenders. So let's start with the uh, with
0: the Heat. Um, of course, age is kind of a factor. Butler is thirty three, and Lowry is thirty six.
1: Udonis um, Haslam is
0: forty. It, it doesn't matter. Um,
1: <laughs> it's his last ride. It's his last ride. It, it is his last ride.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so age from their best player and their starting point guard could could become a thing. Um, so we'll see where that goes. They also but have a big
1: hole in the four.
0: They do. they do. So they are in the market for Jay Crowder. I don't know if they'll be able to get them, but like we've seen them need a, uh, a like that big defensive four. And the reason for that, people don't just don't seem to grasp it. But like the reason they need that is because BAM switches out to the perimeter very frequently. So your back line needs to be Jimmy Butler and someone else. That someone else better be bigger than Jimmy Butler. Udonis Haslam. I'm ending the pod right now.
1: (laughs) I sense uh, sense you agree with uh, Nakayis and Udonis' roster spot here.
0: I'm fine with the roster (laughs) spot. I'm not fine with playing time. He's basically a glorified uh, assistant coach, coach.
1: <laughs> getting paid, uh, a play, paid a player salary.
0: Right. Um, so on that front, Coach David Thorpe, who is like he's he's like a very knowledgeable coach. He got he kind of got packed up because he made the trade suggestion Tyler Hero for Cameron Johnson. Oh. Which I thought, yeah, you know, I I don't know about that, but I see the logic behind it. Um, I didn't agree with it, but he kind of got packed up. But what are your thoughts on that? Uh uh-huh. Who
1: says no? I think both of the both both teams say no.
0: No, but I think wait. Phoenix, in theory, I think would say yes, but you think? Yeah.
1: They they, they don't they have too many guards already.
0: Right, but Chris Paul is only going to play for so long.
1: Can you think Tyler Hero can play point guard? Actually, I guess he could.
0: I don't know, maybe, but I mean, yeah, I see your point, but I think Tyler here is a talent upgrade. I, I wouldn't do the trade if I were the Heat, but I could, see, I at least see the the logic behind it. Um, it couple, size, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple, couple other things to look out for for this season for Miami. Are the health of Victor Oladipo, like how close can he get to All Star form? I don't. That would be huge, right? the The injury he had, he had a quadriceps tendon injury. That is about the worst orthopedic injury you could ever have. And he had it. He had to have it revised. So he had he, he injured it again, and he had to have another surgery. So he came back pretty good, and he looked good. I don't think he'll be an all-star, but if Vic can ever become that decent two-way force again, that's a two-guard that you can yeah. play that's not Max Strus. Nothing against Max Strus, but I would take Victor Oladipo.
1: Max Struess is pretty much another Duncan Robinson at this point.
0: So Well, not a Duncan Robinson in that he's not not even close to the shooter, but a much better defender. That's why Strus got defender. all... The- Playing time. Yeah,
1: compared to Duncan, yes. Right. yes.
0: So, right. And that's why, like, uh, Duncan Robinson, look for him to get moved. I don't think they want to keep him. Um, He's not going to start. There's no chance.
1: He's on the depth chart as, number, as, the, as the three.
0: <laughs> but see, like, what I think is going to happen, maybe, I mean, maybe if the Heat shit staggers, Butler at the four, which you really don't want, Butler at the four, Robinson at the three. Jimmy doesn't want it. <laughs> no. But I don't think you want that either because Jimmy's not a good rim protector. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a really good health defender and he rotates very well. But you need a bigger guy there. Because what's going to happen when you actually encounter a post-scorer? He's too small. He's too small. Now, their current four might end up being Cody Martin or Caleb Martin, whichever the fuck they have. <laughs> Whichever twin that might be yeah. okay, but he's not Jay Crowder or PJ Tucker.
1: They missed PJ, yeah. The losing PJ Tucker was huge for them, That was
0: huge. Um, so that I they're actually experimenting this thing with Bam and Omer Yurt Seven, and I'm not about it. I, I saw it in the preseason, I saw five possessions, I was like, uh, I'm done. No, no, Yurt Seven had a nice run. Uh he should be a bench player. Like I'm sorry, it looked terrible.
1: Omar who? Oh man.
0: Yeah, it did it did not look good. So keep Bam at the five. But speaking of Bam, Ty, mm. he might kind of be the key to this whole thing. I
1: mean year, but most important player, yeah.
0: What is what are your thoughts on Bam saying he plans on Attempting at least 15 to 18 shots per game.
1: I mean, he, I think that's all that's what everyone wants wanting from him, right? Right. He has like amazing, we just want him to be more aggressive. And I think that if he does that, that's a good goal for him to set.
0: Right. I agree with you. Um, I thought, I personally thought that was a little overblown because here's the thing Bam has a really good mid range jump shot and he yeah. gets to it in two ways he kind of faces up jab 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 shot or pick and pop he mm-hmm. doesn't really have a bag so everyone who's like yeah i you should shoot more it's like okay but like if he shoots more he he might actually miss more because he does not have individual separation skills like he just doesn't or at least he has that's a showcase true, that
1: he true. does. Yeah.
0: Maybe he has it now. And he also just has straight up athleticism that he can just blow by most centers. But um I feel like he just he needs to add a couple more ball handling things to really take advantage of that. Yeah, sure. Could you blow by like Mason Plumley whenever the fuck you want? Sure. But can you do that against Al Horford? Can you do that against Joel Embiid? No, you can't. There's, and there's actually, maybe <laughs> aging, maybe,
1: <I'll> maybe. <laughs> but
0: there is there is some solid center depth in the eastern Conference right now so you just being more athletic than everybody doesn't cut it anymore
1: yeah but i I just think like they can't always I mean especially in the regular season regular season Jimmy doesn't always put the scoring hat on
0: that's fair well here. I agree with you. And that's that brings me to my final I guess my final point with the Heat and why I have them at two. I couldn't decide between Boston and Miami because they have it's, certain situations for two and okay. three. But Miami won a shit ton of games with basically none of their starters playing together last year. <laughs> yeah. They just they like a- continually find ways to win.
1: Max Schultz was not on the roster to start the season, if I'm not wrong, right? Or like, yeah,
0: and then he played valuable minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. Gabe Vincent looked like a legitimate NBA player. He looked better than Kyle Lowry in stretches. Exactly. They just keep finding these guys that can contribute. And who the fuck knows? What if Nikola Jovic becomes this incredible <laughs> player and he starts? In, and he is their PJ Tucker. He's the,
1: yeah.
0: Right? So... Miami just consistently does this. So yeah, the homer in me put Boston at 2, but my brain actually wants Miami at 2. Really? Yes. But my well, gut tells me Boston.
1: Okay. It's so fair. So you... that's a fair it's a fair point. You think Miami will be better than But then you think Miami will definitely be better than Bucks,
0: uh maybe so let's (laughs) let's get to the Bucks. who i guess i'll just reveal that's my number four team.
1: okay yeah well you have them lower than the heat i mean who did they add this year
0: that's pretty much it (laughs) the (laughs) nasus they've always had no it's is just joe ingles just joe ingles and i think there's one other person that's like not as important but
1: um, Serge Ibaka technically from last year, but he didn't to play. Yeah, that's from last. year. So he's year. like a new player because he didn't play. Yeah. So I
0: think um, part of it is Giannis fatigue. They may try to manage that. Part of it is Chris Middleton's health. He's not going to play for a little while.
1: Yeah, he's not out for the first couple months or something, right?
0: Yeah. So he had wrist surgery um, to repair a torn uh, a torn ligament in his wrist. Um, So that's part of it. They also have like a big gaping hole at their two guard. Grayson Allen, like simply will not cut it. Good shooter, but he sucks at defense.
1: How about uh, Wesley Matthews?
0: Solid defender, can't shoot.
1: Javon Carter.
0: I like Javon Carter, but he's too small. So, and this is more so like they're all serviceable two guards in their normal lineup, but come playoff time, each one of them is going to get picked on in some way, shape, or form.
1: But they'll have Chris Middleton by the playoffs.
0: Right, but like when, you're, when you have to go small because Brooke Lopez can only drop and Bobby Portis isn't hitting his shots, right? Like that, That's exact, pretty much why the Bucks lost to the Celtics other than Middleton being out.
1: They missed P.J. Tucker, huh?
0: Oh, they missed P.J. big time. Yeah. For defensive versatility, they don't have these, that
1: again. These teams missing PJ Tucker.
0: <laughs> hey man, he's got a big imprint, but that that those that's basically the the big reason why. I just think like they're not as deep as they used to be, and even if they aren't, like we still have to wait for a couple guys to come back for them for us to really see what they're like. So Joe Ingles could provide them that versatility, but. Last time we saw him play, his defense was starting to slide. And he's, what, 34 already? The Yeah, he's, he's like mid-30s at least. And he's coming off an ACL. So I, he was never that much of an athlete. And he was the Paul George stopper. But is he still that now? 35. Like, he's 35. He's 35, see? So that's part of the reason why I think... If Milwaukee is wise, they try to get Jay Crowder, but I don't even know if that's, like, even close to possible. They have, like, nothing to give the Suns.
1: They won't give him... Yeah, I don't know who they can give.
0: Giannis. <laughs> yeah, if they give him Giannis, they can have whatever you want. But, yeah, it's like, who else? Thanasis. Dude, Thanasis is the <laughs> second most untradable player on that team. Stop it. Giannis is number one. And because Giannis is number one, Thanassis is number two. Like they're n- they will never trade Thanasis while Giannis is on the team.
1: That's a very good point.
0: Right? That's a
1: very like that's not a-
0: it sounds like a joke, but I don't think it's a joke. Thanasis is the mo- second
1: most untradeable player on the box. They come in- they come in pair. They come in a pair.
0: Pretty much, and if anyone ever trades for Giannis, they have to take the Nasus. Like, there's, I just don't see it happening.
1: I agree. i oh, sorry. Okay, we're getting
0: off the rails. The box. I know. Well, if you want to then- get really get off the rails, have you listened to Sergi Bacchus album? <laughs> His song "Champion" is a fucking banger. I will tell you, I really like it. It is a good song. I was so shocked he was on Spotify. Oh, it's a man. good song man yeah. i I promise you, listen, champion is a good song
1: dude surge man man of man of many talents he has a he's a cooking show he's a cooking show he has, a
0: well show. <laughs> he has an album he he has... It, dude he speaks how many languages I know he speaks English, Spanish, and French at least
1: I have no idea what else he speaks, but i think I think we know what the bucks are. We don't have to go too in depth and pretty up. much I agree with you to what they'll do
0: yeah. And here's the thing: could they could very well end up as the top in the conference. This conference is so tight. I don't think we see a single team win sixty games because there's just too many good teams now.
1: I know the, the only way I'd see these teams reaching sixty is if the tank, the Wemby, the Wemby contenders, like just are that bad. Throw, yeah, that's fair. Throw games. <laughs> that's fair. Right, but like. Think
0: about all the teams in the same, even division, that play each other four times. Philadelphia, Boston, and Brooklyn are all in the same conference. We haven't talked about Brooklyn, dude. <laughs> I know we have not talked about Brooklyn yet, even. So those three teams are in the same conference, along with New York. And who's the other one in that in that conference? Is it Toronto?
1: Yes. Because fuck. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. That is Toronto, Toronto. four really good teams. Like all four of them
1: cannot just beat up on the Knicks. <laughs> you think that, uh yeah, the Knicks the Knicks have a 39 and a half when 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 uh over under.
0: Right. So there you go. Let's move on. Who was your number four, by the way?
1: Miami, Miami.
0: Okay, yours is mine.
1: We we flip. We We have
0: the exact same top four. It's just the order is slightly different.
1: Yeah. All right. Three and four are flipped. How about number five?
0: All right. So you want me to give mine? Sure. My number five is Cleveland.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay.
0: Yes. Cleveland. I have the Cavs. Who do you have?
1: Okay. We have some divergence. I have the Nets.
0: You do have Brooklyn, okay, cool. Yeah,
1: well, I have, uh, well, I have the the Cavs. At the Cavs at seven,
0: actually. Interesting. Okay, we kind of broke down the Cavs in a previous episode, so we don't need to go super in depth with them. If you wanna, if you wanna listen to our breakdown of that, um, basically to summarize it, it's awesome. They've looked awesome in the preseason, by the way. Yeah. The fit between Garland and Mitchell, I think, is going to be good.
1: I haven't seen, I actually haven't seen any player play uh, preseason clips from the Cavs. Except Donovan Mitchell hitting a three. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I think those two are going to work. Jarrett Allen's going to be Jarrett Allen. And Evan Mobley's going to take a step Hmm. in some way, shape, or form. I think, like, remember, Mobley only averaged 14 points. And he's probably just going to grow more comfortable. So you just have these four guys who could legitimately be all-stars next year. So good. And then really just it's the guy who plays with them. So my only question with Cleveland for you before we move on, uh, because we don't really need to break this down anymore. Um, They started Karis Levert. Thoughts? In the preseason, they started Karis Levert. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm surprised because I thought yes. I mean I thought we, we were when we previewed it thought it would be Isaac Okoro, right?
0: Exactly. I thought it would be Isaac Okoro as well because this is kind of the big thing with Karis Levert. For his career he shoots 33.3%. So the the very thing that you need is a spacer and they just don't have it. Now Garland and Mitchell are solid spacers in their own right but they're not spacing when they have the ball and are running stuff and teams are always going to pick yeah you don't drive take the three we'll contest it but fuck it like take the three we're not letting you drive because they're both such good passers and playmakers and finishers the consequence of giving up a drive is so much greater than the consequence of giving up a a contested three. So you need that outlet. And I just don't know if they have it.
1: That's a very good way to put it.
0: But I think their defense and the fact that they the vibes seem immaculate. (laughs) The vibes? It's not a very basketball take, but the vibes, I think they're going to play with a lot of energy. Like, I really do.
1: I can see them. Yeah, I can see them going, getting this high. Yeah. The reason okay. I have, yeah, the reason I have them lower, I guess, was because I guess I'm a I'm a bigger believer in the Nets than you are. And I thought I was pretty low on them having them fifth, but apparently not. Uh,
0: okay, so let's talk <laughs> about the Nets, who I have sixth, actually.
1: Okay, so you're not that low on them.
0: Not that low on them.
1: But it's there's just too much like on paper, this team should be like number one.
0: Right, should though.
1: But there's just too much off-court shit.
0: Right. And, it, you know, besides the Kevin Durant thing, I mean, our this is our outline right here. Is KD in it? Is Kyrie in it? Is Ben Simmons physically and mentally ready? Has Steve Nash improved as a coach? That's like your four most important things that we have no idea. On top of, is Joe Harris healthy? Is Seth Curry healthy? Is TJ Warren healthy?
1: Dude, no, not even that. Like, not the, the Steve Nash point, like, how is he gonna coach knowing that his two player his two best players want him out?
0: That's right. I mean. Who want him out slash don't wanna be there? Exactly. Like so like the buy-in is so huge, number one. I made this point with Boston, and this very much applies to Brooklyn. If they do not buy in, especially defensively, like didn't Steve Nash have a quote saying yeah, we wanted to do some stuff, but the guys weren't in it. And I'm like, that's not good. Ooh. That your team did not want to do stuff that you were trying to get them to do. That is not a good sign. That's why I have them six on talent alone. They were what? The eighth seed last year with injuries and a hard turmoil. Seven. With Harden's mm. turmoil, Kyrie being Kyrie, and Durant being out. I don't see why they couldn't be six, But holy shit, is that a really, really, really bad sign.
1: If that, they be the really number big.
0: one seed, that wouldn't surprise me. But still, that's. they what we have
1: mean. the talent. They really have the talent on paper, to be honest.
0: Yeah. That quote scared the, on, the shit out of me, man.
1: The on paper nets.
0: The on paper nets. But here's the thing, too, though. Like, we talk about talent. I, I actually dug this up, and this was really interesting. So, um, defensively, they were plus eight last year. So they were 19th in the league. That has to be a clear upgrade, right? They have to become a better defensive team. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about just briefly their offense. We you know how good they can be. They have all the spacing in the world, the talent in the world. And if Simmons is ever aggressive enough, getting to the rim, holy shit, that could be an insane mm-hmm. offensive machine. But they were already pretty damn good. Um, can I just read out to you? Where did I write this down? Yeah. So – um. The playoffs numbers versus the Boston Celtics oh, offensive ratings versus the Boston Celtics. Would you be surprised if I told you the Bucs had the worst offensive rating versus the Celtics? No,
1: it was They're pretty
0: one, bad. It was it, and that was a defensive slugfest. Not like the Celtics had a very yeah. good offensive rating either, yeah. but the Bucks had a one hundred, basically one hundred and two offensive rating. Would it surprise you that the Heat were next, the second worst, oh. with hundred basically
1: 106.6? Actually, thinking about those two series, it was, those were like really Defensive bad. Defensive slugfest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Defensive slugfest. So those aren't surprises. Would it surprise you that the Warriors were next and that the Nets had far and away the best offensive rating versus the Celtics and it wasn't close?
1: I'm surprised the Warriors weren't number one. The best yeah,
0: league. the Warriors were 111.
1: Still below That league. was their
0: offensive rating, which if you look back, that is below league average in the regular season. Yeah. It's below average. Yeah. By one point, but it's below average. The Brooklyn oh. Nets offensive rating was 117. That would have been plus 5. Jeez. <laughs> they got swept because of defense. But with Kyrie not being Kyrie for three games, the Nets' offensive rating was five points better than regular season league average. Wow. Against probably the best defensive team in the postseason.
1: Yeah. And that they were scheming very well against these Nets also. I would not have expected that.
0: Right. Like the Celtics were a very good defensive ability team and scheme team. And the Nets torched them. The reason they lost is because their defensive ra- the Nets' defensive rating is 122. <laughs> so, but like that illuminates their problem. That is the yeah. problem for the Nets. And if they don't square it out, I don't even have them as a title contender. If they don't square that out, what do you have them as a title him? contender? There's too much they talent. T-
1: yeah, have them as a right. title contender. I have, I have them as a team. title
0: contender. I don't have the Cavs as a title contender. <laughs> This is why I wanted to point out that the regular season seedings aren't always what they are. Because I have Cleveland at five, not a title contender. I have Brooklyn at six, title contender asterisk.
1: I have, I'm I pricing, I, I put them as a playoff just to price in the potential of a blow-up.
0: <laughs> yes. But I guess that's a, your
1: asterisk. I guess that's your asterisk. Yes.
0: My asterisk <laughs> is Brooklyn could be much better and be really a title contender I could even see them dropping down to a play-in contender. That's how bad it could get. The
1: the range is that big, yeah.
0: Their range is one to ten.
1: Do the Nets have their pick next year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're not getting Wemby. Let's move on. (laughs) So, moving on. So
1: I have, yeah. I I think we talked about. I, we talked about my five and seven. You've talked about your five and six. So, my so let's six, talk
0: about your six.
1: Probably your seven. I'd Potentially. It wasn't. Potentially. Uh, the Raptors. The
0: Raptors. I have the Raptors. So let's talk about the Raptors. You have Raptors at six. I have them at seven. So here's the thing, though. Again, with the tiers, I actually think Toronto will be a playoff caliber team. But this yeah. is how stacked the East is. You Only six play- teams make the playoffs.
1: No. Yeah, actually I have a similar like I have the Cavs seventh, but I put them as a playoff as well.
0: Right. Because that's that's just how good these teams are.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm expecting a lot from Scotty Barnes this year.
0: Right. Well, let's let's start there. I mean Barnes. his his development is everything. And you know, the third year tends to be when players make the leap, but we've certainly seen moments. Of players making that leap their second year. LeBron James is a great example of that. Not that Scotty is a LeBron, but (laughs) um but like we've seen Tim Duncan become an MVP in a second year. Larry Bird became the MVP an MVP in a second year. So it's possible. Right? And Scotty seems to have the work ethic and the drive and the staff to do it. Um so Scotty Barnes basically is the key for me between them being in the play-in versus the playoffs. Hmm. Not
1: uh, not Bo Cruz.
0: Oh well, Bo Cruz, <laughs> dude, love Bo <laughs> Cruz. Yeah, I did put that in outline because I loved it. I love that movie was great.
1: Hey man, he was Euroleague MVP, M- Eurobasket MVP.
0: That's true. No. Or was he? No, no, no. That was game his bro, Willie. That was Willie.
1: Player of the game, right?
0: Now Juan. I think it was, but Juancho was not the MVP. It was Willie. Juancho got clear of the game then with the final, something like
1: that. Something, I,
0: something like that. <laughs> but, but here's the thing that makes me really optimistic. So R- Toronto had a plus one offense and a minus one point five defense. So they're good, solid on both sides. Yeah. Um, but for them to go beyond that, like two and a half point net rating to like the elite levels. Scotty Barnes has to be good, number one. Um, and number two, um, Pascal Siakam can't slump out of the gates. Because that's yeah. that was part of it, but they looked good in the preseason. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like Toronto looked really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pascal ended up like all NBA if not like borderline, like, if not. No, so like, he made
0: the all-NBA team. Made it, like, and deservedly yeah. so. I thought he was really good after when it became 2022 he was really good yeah
1: he wanted to become see is isn't he doesn't he want to become like a top top 10 top five yeah that's yeah
0: and and that's another dude that's like really driven and um like insane work ethic so um i think it's pot i don't know if it's actually possible he'll get in the top 10 but man he could be in the conversation um Last question for you before I move off with the Raptors, uh, just because we kind of have to speed along here. Um, their starting lineup seems like it's going to be
1: Fred <laughs> and
0: Trent, and then OG Scotty and Pascal. Thoughts?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask you who you think who their centers like. It seems very small, but it seems so Toronto.
0: Right. So like, they there... have
1: all these switchable wings. It's like very tough Fred, I guess. Fred is pretty strong in his own
0: way. Fred could switch on to some two (laughs) guards, though. So with the right matchups, I mean, holy shit. And then, yeah, Thad, who's a really good backup. Precious Achua showed me some stuff. He could be a starting caliber player right now. So this is another thing. Six starting caliber players. Otto Porter. (laughs) Well, that's another one, too, man. Otto Porter is a really good player. Right? They have.
1: Not a, yeah. Good pickup for them.
0: I don't think he's starting caliber, but man, he's not starting caliber. like, that, he ha- all these big wings, and Juancho's solid in his own right. So, like, off their bench, they have Thad, Juancho, Auto uh, Porter, and then B- Chris Boucher, who's a solid Chris center, Boucher. rim protector, three point shooter. Three, like. Oh,
1: yeah. There, there There's a vision with Chris Boucher. He can handle yeah. the ball. There.
0: Sometimes. He's like <laughs> I mean he's a 3 and D player.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I am this Toronto team if if Scotty takes um, a significant leap then and Pascal takes another step, they could be firmly in the playoffs and I mean, I'd, do I see them becoming a title contender. Scotty would have to turn into like an all NBA level. Yeah. For that to happen, I don't see that happening yet.
1: Not yet. Yeah, And I guess for, yeah, I think I just want to add the reason why I have the Raptors over the Cavs here is I just, I think I am believing more in the continuity of the Raptors compared to the Cavs. That's but I, very true. I wouldn't true. be surprised if it's flipped.
0: It's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Let's move on. Who is your number
1: eight? Um, I wanted, I really wanted to put Chicago in here the Lonzo ball injury just a bit too much for me. So I have the Hawks.
0: Interesting. I might go a little spicy here. I have the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. So before we get to that spicy take, you have Atlanta, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So um what is your vision
1: of the eighth seed hawks i mean they were the eighth seed la- they were the eighth seed last year well through the play in they were the eighth seed but
0: what what was their they, they finished they were ninth-
1: they were ninth i think they finished yeah. ninth but i i think the adding the jante to to pair up with Trey young should be should i think i could see that fitting for them yeah, and, I mean Trey Young is one of the best offensive players in the game. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think those two guys can end up carrying them to this eighth, eighth position to be, uh, just to be frank, like, Okay. Pretty much. I mean, it won't take much to be honest.
0: That's fair. And to get to
1: this part of the of the standings. <laughs>
0: That's fair. And you know, I of course Josh see. Kong looks good. I see them improving offensively, although the, how they're used is going to be interesting. Because when they're both on the floor, who is going to have the ball more? What is Dejounte going to do and Trey has the ball? Because Trey is like one of the best heliocentric players we've seen in a long, like in the decade. In the last, made decade. Trey
1: Curry. We're gonna get some Trey Curry.
0: Trey Curry. <laughs> like is he? But like that's the thing. Is he going to actually play off ball? Not mm-hmm. as much. Is he willing? Because I know he's capable. I watched college film. He's very capable. And he could probably knock down catch-and-shoot movement threes at a 40% clip easily. The question is, will he? Not so much is he willing to do it. It's just as much is Nate McMillan going to implement that. And then when he implements that, what is it going to look like? Is it just Chase standing in the corner? Or while DeJounte does something, is it your turn, my turn? Or is he going to blend the two together? It's DeJounte has an action. Uh, they stopped it. Trey Young, you go. Do you get like a, an exit screen for Trey Young? And then he plays out of that. Yeah. That's a question mark. But the Hawks already had a really solid offense without DeJounte. So it's already four and a half points above the average. Does DeJounte Murray change the, the, the plus three defense, which is really bad?
1: That's pretty bad. I think it will help. He's a good, definitely a good like. What's it called, wing or point of attack defender? He is. So that should help. But does their but, is, defense. but is uh, he it,
0: enough to make the Hawks go from three to like being a bad defensive team to an average defensive team?
1: They need to recapture uh the depot vibes of Clint Capella for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, depot <laughs> right? vibes back like two years ago, right?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, Clint w- was a solid defender when he was in Houston because he had a scheme that matched him very, very well, especially when he was younger because he was very switchy. And he's yeah. still sort of kind of switchy now, but he's lost a step. And he's not as good in the Hawks' coverage, which is sometimes they play high, sometimes they play drop. but. There's one player that could turn this around, because Dejounte is not going to turn them into an average. Like he oh, alone me. as a guard isn't going to do it, because Trey Young still exists. And if Trey yeah. Young tries, then that'd be great. I don't see it.
1: Who's well, the actually, player? I take that back. I see it. it it's on Frank Yeka Kongwu. Oh, I thought it was Frank the Tank.
0: Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> if a Kongwu becomes this really good. Starting caliber player. He's in his third year too, by the way. I projected him as very high because he's a very mobile defender. You can use in different schemes. If he's good enough, and then you're maybe the Hawks say, you know, Clint, we can ship him out. I don't know who, yeah, I don't know a trade that's plausible with his $18.5 million contract, but Maybe they get another piece and then it goes up. Or they just maybe they the start. Six, a maybe the Sixers,
1: started. the Sixers want him. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Moore just wants to recreate the Rockets.
0: I could see Chicago doing it. For who? I don't know. I, I'm not speaking of a specific trade. I'm just saying like they could go after him as yeah. the player. I don't know. But anyway, so that's why I'm not very high on the Hawks. It's just like, they, they the on paper, got too better. Too. It's just like, I mean, if a Okongwu develops, and if they, DeAndre Hunter develops, he is a big one as well. If they develop, okay. then yeah, I'll, I'll be very wrong. I just don't know that their development is going to be enough because one, I don't see Nate McMillan starting a Okongwu over Clint. And two, DeAndre Hunter... He's very good, but he tends to be injury prone. I don't know how much he's actually going to help.
1: Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nate McMillan, Nate, 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 Nate not starting him is a good, is a good, good point. I mean, <laughs> I hate them bring this, bringing this up, but I think I saw in the uh two K career mode he wouldn't start uh, the Jante and Trey Young together. So who knows what? See? There he there you, you, you go. go all right so it's a deep cut i'm sorry
0: it's all good so you had let's see you had atlanta at eight i have charlotte yep. at eight so let's talk about I'm
1: surprised. it I'm, I'm not so high on the on the hornets
0: so maybe i can change your mind this is why i'm and it's not like this i'm having i'm all of a sudden turning them into a playoff team right they're a play in team yeah which we got to remember to keep doing that so Um, my play-in team starts with Charlotte. And the reason for that is um, there are two big factors that are putting me on that. One, Lamello Ball is going to be in his third year. This is when, again, guards especially, but players tend to figure it out. He was already pretty good. He was an all-star last year. All-star caliber, man, debatable but he made the all-star team. It was pretty damn good. Very so fun. Think,
1: very fun. Very player. fun
0: all-star player. So I think Lamelo taking a step is a huge component to this. The second one that's just as important is Steve Clifford.
1: The, the defensive minded. Defensive
0: minded coach. So the, just going off some numbers, they, the Hornets were plus two on offense. So they were ninth in the league on offense already. Under James Borrego. And I assume that'll stay because Clifford's not the best offensive player, but Lamelo's talent might take it, keep it there. They were 1.7, plus 1.7 on defense. They were 23rd. So if Steve Clifford can have a top 10 defense with Nick Vucevic at center, (laughs) I think he'll manage this okay.
1: You think they have the personnel? I mean Does it have... matter
0: they didn't the magic didn't have the personnel they had a top 10. They're, they had Vooch, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac was in and out of the lineup. DJ Augustine. Didn't they have Evan Fournier? They had Evan Fournier, yeah. If he can make a top 10 Divas <laughs> out of that, I'm fine. I'm fine here.
1: That's fair. I mean they have they have they have decent guys. Gordon, Gordon Hayward is still pretty still decent.
0: Right. Now do I think they're top 10? No. I don't think they'll get to a top 10 defense. But if they get to a 15th defense,
1: if they just get average,
0: their net rating goes from 0. 0.4 to whatever their offense rating is, like 2.5. That's basically what the Hawks were last year. That's a that's a uh, playing a solid playing
1: team. I really I'm really surprised you're not so you're not you're not so Low on them losing uh, Miles Bridges. See, the thing for
0: me with Miles now, he started showing like on ball creation flashes. Yeah. But again, they were flashes, they weren't consistent. Most of his offense was created from LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take Miles out of the equation and those possessions get redistributed, where are they going to go? Some of them are going to go to Gordon Hayward, who's a solid player. Some of them are going to Terry Rozier, solid player. Some of them might go to PJ Washington, who's starting to develop a little more. But most of that's going to go to LaMelo Ball.
1: You said that much faith in, in Mello. I'm putting Mello my faith.
0: sorry. I'm I'm putting a fuck off with Mello. LaMelo. <laughs> but I, I am. And part of me is just, is it to be spicy? Maybe a little bit. Uh. But I just, I don't know. I feel like, Lamelo has always had this really good feel, and I For feel sure. like he's going to start understanding. Oh, when I drive into the paint, I, mean, I think I think I can finish this one. I think I can kick this one out. Like I think he's just gonna mm. have these certain reads and feel better. And with on top of the defensive thing, that's why right. I'm a little higher on Charlotte than most people. I, I of course I could be very very wrong, and they could fucking suck. But I think them with their small ball lineup of a PJ Washington, Gordon Hayward, Scary Terry, LaMelo, and some combo of Ubre, Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, who's a solid player as well. Like, and the other thing is James Booknight. I think he's a good player. So if Booknight oh, yeah? becomes a rotation player, they have a, a decent amount of depth. So... I am a little higher on Charlotte than most people, maybe. But let's talk about higher than me.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure.
0: Where do you have Charlotte?
1: <laughs> I have them. I have. I have them as a play-in team as well. I mean, play-in contender. Yeah, but I actually have. I have them. Uh, I have them eleventh, actually. Wow.
0: Outside. There's a yeah, certain team that I'm thinking you put over them. That I wow.
1: So I have, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe just to fill in the gaps in the in the 9, 9 and 10. Uh it would, I have Chicago and whew, the the Kazoos, the Knicks.
0: Wow, you have the Knicks. Okay. <laughs> well, so let's let's backtrack here. So
1: yeah,
0: you don't even know where I have Atlanta.
1: Yeah, where do you have Atlanta?
0: I have them at 10. There may be a spicy take, but I have
1: Atlanta ten. Um, not 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 so. I I I think the eight to eight to eleven on my on my rankings are like can be can flip pretty quickly. Same. I'm not sure if you have any of the Wemby the Wem- the Wem- the teams. I don't know about the WMB teams. Any of the WMB teams can jump up, but yeah,
0: yeah. So. Yeah, I've got
1: Atlanta's ten. Okay, who's nine? Chicago.
0: Eight, I've got nine, nine, eight. Eight is Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Chicago is nine. So okay,
1: we have Chicago at the same spot.
0: So let's uh, let's talk about my ninth. Your ninth as well, right? Yep.
1: The, Chicago. The, the the Chicago Bulls. Yes.
0: So. Bulls! Here's the the first question I have. Really is. How good are they actually? Because basically everyone on the Twitter community we're on is really high on the Bulls, but I'm just looking at the teams ahead of them. Really? Do I see them being better than Philly, Boston, Miami, or Milwaukee? Not a fucking chance. Not Brooklyn when they're healthy. And maybe everyone else is debatable? Yeah. I don't know, man.
1: I think I think the ca I, I think the Cavs are better. The Raptors are better. Yeah. On the Hawks, they could be better than. Yeah. Potentially. For me. Do you think they could be better than the Hornets? I think they could Yeah, be I than think the they could be better than
0: the Hornets. <laughs> I, I have them as a play-in team with the very strong possibility of being a play-off team. But, like, yeah. just part of the reason... Now, I say that because everyone is saying... Just remember how good the Bulls were when they were healthy. And I was like, You're not healthy though. Right. But that's that's one thing. They're not healthy. Um, and they also made the point that, well, this is when Vooch also sucked, right? Vooch shot really bad all of last year. Yeah. Like that's that's a fair point. They also didn't have Patrick Williams for almost all of it. So they they make mm. good points, but there's just something about this Bulls team, it's like, Okay, well, we've had a year where people didn't expect Demar Derozan to play like that, and he tailed off. Yeah, he did. regardless of Zach Levine's health, tail,
1: Demar tailed off. I guess it, it would they would need it would, I guess they're high on uh, on Levine. Yeah, and, it. <laughs> and I I don't
0: disagree with being high on Levine. I think he's a very much an All Star caliber player. It's yep. just that, like, well, now that everyone else in the East is healthy and have improved, and you really haven't, like, I just, in a way, not improving and being injured worse, right? Even even if Lonzo was healthy, in a way, because all of these other teams have got have gotten upgrades, yeah, right. Like, just look up and down. All of these teams, except for Miami, have made significant upgrades.
1: Milwaukee as well. (laughs) And Milwaukee, but like
0: Milwaukee was always a a tier above Chicago. I mean, they beat their ass. Right? So the teams above them stayed good or got better. And Chicago, who was always on this lower tier, while other teams were getting better, they stayed the same. So in a way, not improving made them worse. If that makes
1: sense. You don't believe in Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond? Well. <laughs> Your video's off, by the way.
0: My what? Your video's off. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was making a whole bunch of hand gestures you didn't see. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh, I mean, now the key thing here is if Patrick Williams becomes an all-star, then I mean... That negates everything I just said. And they did improve, banking on internal improvement.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, they didn't have it most of last year. so that's Exactly.
0: So if Patrick Williams improves... And here's the thing, too. Ayo Dosumu, it looks like he's mm. going to start at point guard. He was a very solid player. Right? Very firm all-rookie team last year. But again, you're replacing Lonzo Ball, an all-NBA defensive-caliber guard, with a second-year player that can't shoot as well as he can, can't pass as well as he can, yeah. can't create offense as well as he can, and push pace, it's a big deal for this team, especially. Like I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much my. That's pretty. I pretty much what I think as well. Like, on paper, take the talent. Just something's good. I don't. I don't foresee DeRozan shooting as well as he did last year. Yeah, as well.
0: (laughs) He was on an he was on an absolute burner. Like that was statistically one of the best mid-range seasons ever. For a while, he was like outdoing Michael Jordan. That's how good it was. And it tailed off because how sustainable is it for a guy to shoot 50 something percent from the mid-range on contested shots? Yeah. And even even if that brings you to a certain level. I never really took the Bulls seriously as a contender because I just, one, the way DeMar plays, and all due respect, because I think he's a really good player. When you're so reliant on making only shots from certain distance and they're always contested, how good are you going to be in the playoffs? His true shooting percentage was like minus 10. And part of that's the Bucks, but like... And part of that was Zach. Minus 10 in helping, the playoffs. Like, okay, shit. But like, fuck. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not high on the Bulls. I think nine is a pretty appropriate place. I could see them being as high as six if DeMar's on a burner and Zach takes another step and Patrick takes another yeah. step. But they're not, they, I don't foresee them at all being a title contender.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they're definitely not. There. They can't. They're not in the title contender here for sure. Potentially playoff. right? Especially if the if the wheels fall off the, the nets. Yes. They do um, have their own pick, by the way. So the Nets have a have a incentive to tank.
0: The Nets can't. <laughs> the Nets are not going to tank while Kyrie is in the building.
1: He might um, just tank it. Tank themselves.
0: just my tank it on un- unintentionally? On his own. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's move on. So um I had Chicago at nine. We talked about them. I have Atlanta at 10. So your spicy take is that who's it at 10? New York? The Kazoos. New York Knicks over Charlotte, huh?
1: Yeah. You like Jalen Brunson that much? Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett. I like the lefty lineups, I think that's why. Derek Rose looking good coming back. Yes, love Derek Rose. Here's here's my here's my question for you.
0: Just kind Isaiah of a, a Hartenstein. Do you think do you think that if they throw out an all-lefty lineup, that could actually like fuck with people? Like I'm being serious in a way because if a team isn't thinking about it, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna send this we can to the left."
1: And Jalen Brim's like, "Nah, bitch, I'm left-handed." though <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's that, that. That is a thing. I think it is like from uh from just from like playing right, it, yeah. guarding lefties is different. Like you have just to like, keep that
0: in mind. Like because yeah. the way you position yourself is different. If you think about like if someone is coming off a double pin down, and they're going yeah. in for a shot, like. The way you contest a right-handed shooter coming to the left and to the right is very different because where yeah. they put the ball in the routes of their head, right? Like yeah. if they're coming to their left and you're trailing them, um you can kind of stay right behind them because when they raise, your hand will be right there. But when you are coming them from the other direction, you really have to hawk them and maybe you have to try to contest from behind or get in their yeah. eyes more so, get in front of them more so. If you're not thinking about that with a lefty, you might fuck up and just <laughs> it'll essentially, you're trying to contest them from the side here, but the ball's on this side. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. may seem like a stupid... This We sound like such a <laughs> nerd.
1: No, I'm, I'm wondering, do they have enough left-handed players? No. <laughs> I wish they could. That would be that would be if, interesting. If
0: they... Do they have enough lefties to have like a full on like five player lefty team? Like, do you remember in two thousand sixteen, they had an all lefty an all lefty lineup? Was it
1: the Knicks? Was it the no so the Heat? The Heat had the Heat. it. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, Goron,
0: yeah. Tyler Johnson, Josh McBob, Chris Bosch. Josh and, McBob. <laughs> uh, some other guy. I can't remember who the other lefty was. <laughs> yeah, they had like legitimately f- like five lefties on the court at once. Can they do this?
1: Fuck, no, no, they can't. Can they? Quentin Grimes, so the Obi Topin oh, Obi no Toppin ass has. Oh, no ass, ass Toppin.
0: Obi Toppin has come back to the podcast.
1: <laughs> we should do no, an over-under no, no,
0: how many times we mentioned that Obi Toppin has no ass. Every time the Knicks come up. Pretty much. Honestly, we've no. had episodes where we don't talk about the Knicks and Obi <laughs> Toppin's... <laughs> flat ass comes up every time we've never <laughs> talked about the knicks and yet Obi toppen's ass makes it here all the time
1: no but i think the Knicks. no i Bronson. i think sh- showed that he's a st- legit starter last year yeah especially in the playoffs right i think so too yeah rj barrett should still improve yeah that a big question though um you think Randall's a big question? He didn't no cuz he regressed from his like 20 He did
0: 21, season. yeah. Yeah. He was like almost he was a legitimate all-star and then we realized the pull-up jumper just stopped working.
1: But <laughs> the crowds kept, the crowds fucked him up. <laughs> but
0: he kept taking them.
1: Yeah. No that's why it's a big question, right? Cuz he right. he commands a lot of possessions and if Right. he if he's not playing well then that's going to fuck the whole team up. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I don't disagree with that. Um, I am a lot... I'm a little lower on the Knicks than you are. but And yeah. I don't think you're there. The 10th seed is quite a hot take because their net rating was last year, even though they didn't even make the play-in, was one. Point, point 0.1. They're basically a league average team with a shitty offense. And the two big factors there are... part of it Was, was Derrick Rose healthy last year? No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. So he didn't have Derrick Rose. Emmanuel Quickly might huge. get better. RJ Barrett might get better. Randall yep. maybe will reel some of his shooting back and redistribute yeah. those possessions to Jalen Brunson, who's a big addition. Um, there was one more that I... Did I
1: mention... Obi Toppin? No, Obi Toppin. He could get better. Yeah, Obi Toppin got better. Evan Fournier is still there. See, now that's a problem. They'll have Mitchell Mitchell Robinson back. And Mitchell Robinson would be back.
0: So, actually, I...
1: Do you like Isaiah Hartenstein?
0: I love Isaiah Hartenstein. He might start by the end of the year. He was an extremely underrated rim protector. Like, I know he didn't play starter minutes, but in the minutes he played... The opponent shot something like 10% worse at the rim against him. Even it's better. Like, that. like, we're looking at percentages that compare to Rudy Gobert. Oh. But he's a good ball handler and passer. Like, Hart was one can of shoot my... shoot as well. Yeah. Like, he was one of those funky players that just has this weird game that just works because it's weird. And you don't know how to defend it. Excellent analysis by me, right? His game is so weird. <laughs> it's so just weird. don't know what to
1: do it's unusual. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he, he... That would be a good... Like, Tibbs will figure out how to use him. Although, Tibbs is a big question also because it's year three with him. Yeah. And who knows how the... If if the team still has the buy-in from him. Right. Buy-in for him. Yeah. You so, both might help, though. In Brunson then.
0: Right. So, it, I think the Tibbs thing is a fair point because honestly, they're, like, number one, he's still going to start Evan Forde over Emmanuel quickly or Derrick Rose. And yes. I understand, like, if you're going to play an offensive player that can't do shit on defense, why not put Derrick Rose who's a f- better player or why not put Emmanuel quickly who might develop into something and then the second one is why the fuck did they get Cam Reddish <laughs> he <hasn't been> playing. <laughs> like you gave up they gave up a pick yeah like why 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 did you get him and secondly yeah okay now he's on the roster he can shoot didn't he shoot like 40% from 3 and he's a decent defender why don't you fucking play him? He's the <laughs> player Tibbs likes, other than him being young. <laughs> Maybe that's the big that's the biggest reason. Like really, being twenty one years old trumps it's him being problem. a decent player. It's the problem for Tibbs. Seriously, It's a big problem for Tibbs. So yeah, I, I mean, I could see the Knicks being. I don't know if they will be a playoff team, but yeah, they're. they're I have them as a play-in I team. Think,
1: I think it might be better for them to tank it, though. They have I their would, own pick. They have their own pick.
0: These, <laughs> I, I can see it, but I don't know if they will. They just got Salem Brunson. I don't think they'll tank. They're going to tank. They were going to fire Tibbs.
1: They're too, they're too talented to tank, but they're too... Um,
0: right. So I don't think they're going to tank.
1: They're not good enough to be proper...
0: Just so you know, I have New York 11 with Atlanta okay. at 10. Who's
1: on the Wemby? So, the rest are, are these the like last of your play in teams, or you still yes. have one more playing team?
0: I have one more playing team that's my 12th seed. The only reason they're not in the Wemby sweepstakes is because I don't think they think they're too good to tank, and that's Washington. I assume-
1: yeah, yeah.
0: They're too good to tank, but they're yeah. they're not good enough to actually <laughs> make a play, in. they're like in the worst spot, I think, in the entire NBA. That's actually they're actually really bad. Yeah, they're in the worst spot imaginable. If you're not gonna be
1: that good, you better be really bad, and they're just not. They re-signed Bradley Beal. They still have Kuzma. They have Porzingis.
0: Yeah. So
1: let's talk about it. they had
0: a minus three and a half net rating. They were bad on both offense and defense. Um they didn't improve their roster much, but
1: Monty they, Morris?
0: Yeah. Will Barton <laughs> solid. Monte Morris I like, but now if Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdiha become really good.
1: They could become a playing
0: team. They could become a playing team. I can see it. I don't see them becoming more than that. And I think their coach Wes Ansel, is solid.
1: Where is he coaching? This is his first coaching job, right?
0: Yeah, first head coach coaching head coaching job.
1: job. Yeah,
0: he's been on the Wizards for a while, I think. But hmm. yeah, I just don't see much because like they they have Beal, who's this really good player, but he's starting to decline. I and it's still debatable. Where these even in. Is he even an all-star
1: caliber player at this point? He's like borderline at this point. Like, is he one of
0: the 24 best players in the NBA? I think I could name 24 players I would take over Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah, the the ship has sailed with Bradley Beal.
0: And that's no disrespect. I think he's a really good player. And I think he could make a contending team really good. But, like, if that's your best player... Your second best player is Christoph Porzingis, Oof. right? Like that's why my question is, what like what are they? Are you tanking? Are you going for the play-in? Like they can't
1: they can't even tank because they don't have their own picks. So. Well, there
0: you go. So they have to compete. <laughs> so they're a play-in team by definition. But yeah, I, I don't
1: know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, not so high on this team. I mean, I, they'll, they'll, they'll fool they'll they'll fool us. Go like ten and one to start the season. Like they did last year. <laughs> like they did last year. Yeah, and then just fall. The wheels will fall off. <laughs> um. All right. But maybe so, they will make the play in this year. Who knows? Maybe
0: I, I could see it. I I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. So let's uh let's wrap up here with the last three teams who are the Wembiniana sweepstakes. I Basically, re- the Wembiniana championship. Who is gonna have the worst record of these three? the Pacers Ooh. okay so you Actually, have Pacers 15
1: yeah I I really wanted to put the Pistons in the play-in
0: I can see but, it but yeah I think I think it's <laughs> gonna go Detroit 13 Orlando 14 Indiana 15
1: okay we can end the podcast we have <laughs> <six>.
0: <laughs> we probably don't have a ton to talk about each of those but just briefly
1: we're most excited to watch
0: yeah. So in Detroit, and is that Detroit. your order as well? Yeah, Detroit, yeah. Orlando, Indy. Yeah. Yeah. So Detroit has a nice young core. Cade Cunningham, I'm really looking for. I was high on him, even though he was the number one pick. And Jaden Ivey, I regret not trying to see him live because he went to Purdue. Like he went to Purdue, and I live in Indiana. Oh. So I never tried to see him live, but explosive oh, athlete. Cool. And the thing I'm high with on Jaden Ivy is that he was a sophomore. And he made significant improvements from freshman to sophomore year from just as an overall player, but especially as a shooter. So I think he could improve. I just – I don't see, like – Detroit's young core is nice. I just don't see them, like, actually doing anything.
1: Do you have any thoughts on Killian Hayes? Uh,
0: I hope that he's good because if he's there – if he's kind of like a, a point guard with Cade as the point forward – because Cade can be like a a hybrid like yeah he can kind of run the show but if you need him to do second side offense he can do that that's what i'm interested in with Cade and then but then they have Jaden Ivy, so i don't know how the fit is we'll just kind of have to see with Killian see
1: who 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 does the best i guess
0: exactly and then i like the acquisition of Merlin's Noel i think he is a huge mm. upgrade over all their centers Isaiah Stewart kind of took a step back they um, also
1: have uh, Bogdan. They also got Bogdan Bogdanovich.
0: They did. Boyan. So, Wait. Boyan. It's Boyan, not, not Bogdan. Sorry,
1: Bogdan. My, bad, my bad.
0: So yeah, That's I think bad. they're gonna try to be competitive, but I don't. I I know Nikias and Steve are kind of high on them. <laughs> I have to see it first because just traditionally, young players just don't like do well, and there are a ton of teams in the East that are veterans. It's like. Okay, well, who exactly is Detroit supposed to beat? I just—they have can't see it.
1: their vets are Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich, I think. Yeah, Marvin Bagley the third.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but let's let's move on to. Do you have any more thoughts on Detroit before we move on to Orlando?
1: No more thoughts on Detroit. Uh, Orlando, Orlando should be cool. It should be fun, also.
0: I am, despite them sucking, I'm actually excited to watch this team. Partly yeah. because of Paulo Banquero. The number one pick, of course. You gotta, of course, gotta watch him. of course. Franz Wagner. Wow, he, he was really well. awesome in Eurobasket. Yeah. He was surprisingly good last year. I was really disappointed the Warriors didn't pick him, actually.
1: Oh, and they... Who did they get? They got... uh.
0: Kaminga. Oh, no, yeah. wait. I think Franz was drafted. No, no. Kaminga was picked before Franz. So, yeah. May have been a little bit of a miss, but I mean the, the Warriors won the title, so he gives a fuck. But <laughs> Franz Wagner. So I'm looking at these two young guys who look who could potentially be awesome. And Jalen Suggs. I haven't given up on Jalen Suggs. I yeah, think sure. I think that Suggs could be like a Jason Kid type of point guard. Like run the hey. show, facilitate, be more of a secondary passer, knock down a couple shots, defend at a high level. I don't think he'll ever be like the number one scoring option, or even number two scoring option on a title team. But I think he could be the point guard facilitator on a team. Like I really like Jalen Suggs. I think he's. I think he's a good player. Cole Anthony. <laughs> uh, he's confident. <laughs> Cole Anthony is confident. Um, he is, he, is, he is. Thoughts on the return of Markel Fultz? Dude, yeah.
1: I kind of want him. I'm rooting for that guy. Me too. He he was he was doing well, and then he tore his ACL, and then yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: poor guy. Now, I, I do feel bad for well when,
1: like he was we re- re- a having resurgence in Orlando,
0: and then he tore his ACL. Yeah, I yeah. think when he comes back, he'll he could be in the the running for six man if he has enough games. But hopefully, that's that's my hope at least. Knock on wood. But yeah, I'm. I'm really pulling for Markel Fultz. I really, really want him to kind of be better. Um, so, um, I am excited to see him come back. I am excited to see Jonathan Isaac come back, despite all of his politics. He was an <laughs> awesome defender, but he hasn't played. He's 25 years old. He hasn't played since he was 21. Yeah, that's insane. So that's kind of a big deal. Like, what, what? lingering issues does he have following an ACL tear in uh, what was it? May, July of 2020. It's now 2022.
1: What happened? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like, I'm I'm really curious. Like, why did he have a setback? He still didn't play last year at all? Karma? Oh. Like, he just like, he just got cleared for five on five now. Like, that like, is raised some red in, flags for me.
1: Is he even in the like I'm sure he was one of the most important players to the magic before but now... i mean he was
0: he's legitimately a good defender like I really thought he could have been defensive player of the year by now or, or like all Nba defense by now
1: if he wasn't uh if he get injured
0: yeah so I don't know he he will be very important because of his defense um and then another guy I'm interested in watching is Mobamba I mean other than the song of
1: course Mobamba
0: i mean he's a he's a three point shooter and a rim protector that you don't Find, they don't grow on trees, so.
1: How about a team with less to watch? Uh,
0: oh my the god, Pacers. the one where I live, of course, the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and then watch them get
1: Wembanyama and then I hey, leave Indiana. This is your actual. This is your time to like watch to, to watch games because tickets would be really cheap. I don't.
0: I, yeah, that's true, but I'm. I'm. <laughs> I don't really feel like watching mediocrity.
1: You watch, you watch
0: when the like, when the Celtics are in town.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know that's
0: exactly. probably what I do. Now I will say there are a couple bright spots that I would watch for: Tyrese, Tyrese. Halliburton and yeah. Chris Duarte. Like, I think mm-hmm. that duo could be good, and we still have Miles Turner, who's a good player. But like, that guys you even... getting
1: traded to the Lakers. Uh, Westbrook is coming. Don't worry. Westbrook's no, no, coming. no, 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 <laughs> Westbrook is coming. Westbrook's, Westbrook's
0: coming. not coming. I I don't know if that's actually happening because I would stunt Halliburton and Duarte. Too much
1: no, but he, he, he's, he's they're gonna not play him. Just oh, they'll buy him out. Him. You think that's true? I mean, they're not gonna buy him out, but they're not gonna play him because no, I think they'd buy him out. I don't think Westbrook would, have, would agree with the buyout, but I'm getting off track. But the Lakers will get Miles Turner, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Buddy, he- <laughs> it's wishful thinking just because you see something on Twitter that says like if if the Lakers get if they get the 27 fakes. and 29 like. What? No. Like, you really think that all you're going to get is Russell Westbrook and two first round picks for Miles and a buddy heel? Like, are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> are you actually insane? Dude, the 27 29. It could be, very, class, valuable. be very valuable. I don't disagree with
1: you. The Lakers would like, be
0: so shit with that's
1: all. <laughs> Stop
0: it. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, they, they is...
1: have, The Pagers have Aaron Niesmith as well.
0: This is true. I like Aaron Neesmith. But, like, here's my question to you surrounding the Pacers. Do you know who their starting power forward is?
1: Well, wait, I have the depth chart here.
0: No, don't look at it. Who is their starting for? Don't look at it. Who is their starting for?
1: Fuck, it's too late. I I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have guessed.
0: O'Shea Brissett?
1: That's what it says here. I wouldn't have guessed that name. (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed that name either. I would, have put, I would have said uh, Daniel Tice before. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> and here's another one. I mean... Who? <gasps> yeah, exactly. Now, how is TJ McConnell still on this team too?
1: Dude, yeah, he's been here forever.
0: He's super fun to watch and I love watching him, but man, he needs to get the fuck out of there.
1: He could contribute to an NBA.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Company. He's a really good player. Very pesky defender. He could be a really solid backup point guard for someone.
1: Dude, O'Shea Brissett averaged 14 and 8.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just he's not the most common name. But at the same time, he averaged 14 points because who, who else was he playing with? <laughs> who else was shooting that much until Halliburton got there?
1: Wait, this doesn't make any sense.
0: Oh the 2023 projection. Sorry. Oh, that's the prediction. Yeah projection. He only averaged
1: nine points and five rebounds last year.
0: All right. So sorry, that's just like out of nowhere. I know. let's uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on Indiana. I mean that's pretty much it. I'm probably gonna see them a couple times this year, but like
1: watch the games dude. It's probably gonna be
0: boring. Dude, both Indiana basketball teams fucking suck. The Pacers suck have- this year and the fever suck this year.
1: So who let's uh
0: let's wrap this uh, up with a few uh questions. So um who do you think is actually the best team here?
1: The best team. Who do you Ooh. think
0: will actually make the finals out of these teams? We know who you we think is gonna be the number one seed. Who do you think is gonna make the finals?
1: Ah uh, it could I'm be any of them. Honestly, torn between the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah. So I might pick the Nets. <laughs> the Nets are in the running. No, I, I'm. I, the Homer and me will pick the Celtics.
0: Same. I, I'm in the exact same boat as you. Bucks versus <laughs> Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers made it. Yeah. Especially with like Maxi potentially taking a step and them figuring it out and Harden being an MVP again, maybe it could be the sixers but i think i
1: Never would still gonna pick, pick the
0: sixers boston yeah cuz fuck that like we're Celtics owners we're of course going to pick the Celtics over the sixers um ooh and then my second question that i didn't write here who do you think is going to win the wembanyama 6 sweepstakes who is going to win that championship
1: in terms of worst record or worst actually record. Winning the
0: lottery worst re- oh that's a good i guess worst lottery record is to give you the pure best love. Yeah, they give you the best chance to get that 14% at Victor.
1: I'm going to say, to I'm I, looking at the Pacers rosters, man. Yeah, gotta be I the think Pacers, it's in Indiana. Dude, it's got to be the Pacers, dude.
0: All right. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, who do you think has the most Cinderella team
1: potential? Pistons. <laughs> you think so, huh? Cinderella, wait, wait. define Cinderella. Just like overachieving
0: or? Way overachieving. We're not talking like not just moving up one tier, but like they're four seeds higher than we really thought they would be.
1: Ah, I think I would pick the Cavs for this one then.
0: Ah, interesting. That's fair. But like, I think they're going to be a good team. So I don't know if I'd count that. I mean, I can see Cinderella, like
1: Cinderella, no, like I'm saying playoff to like title contender. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like home court okay. team, you know, home court yeah, in the yeah. first round. Yeah. they I might could see that. Make conference could see finals. That.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know if Toronto counts.
1: But clearly, you can like I see the- them as a, like you see Cinderella as they'll make the finals kind of thing. Yeah. Or,
0: like, outperform. Like, do I think they're going to be a home court team? Like, do I see Toronto being that? Maybe. But, like, if I'm really talking like Cinderella comes out of nowhere, like what we thought the Wizards would be, I would go Wizards. with Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: Dude, I'm lower. I'm so low on the Charlotte compared to you. It's crazy.
0: I, they could be. <laughs> they
1: could suck. And they
0: could be the 11th seed. I'm prepared for that. But... Those two, the LaMelo ball and the Steve Clifford thing, I might that's that's what does it for me. Um, and then the What's last your
1: Cinderella story with the Hornets potentially
0: they sucked last year, they sucked less this year. <laughs> <laughs> they dealt with this, so,
1: so, so what they're gonna be the sixth seed instead of the eighth seed. That's a pretty Cinderella y thing. They were the 10th seed last year, weren't they?
0: Oh, no, they were, eighth. yeah, they were the 10th. They were tenth. Oh, there. See, so they don't, they 6. don't,
1: they don't lose in the play-in by thirty points. There you go. Yeah, that's a Cinderella
0: story. That's a pretty Cinderella story.
1: And also dealing with all of that, like
0: redacted stuff. Yeah. I don't even want to say his name. It's just so vile. And like, it. but yeah. So that I'll, I'll go Charlotte to be a little spicy. Okay. Um, team. Last question is the team you think will disappoint you the most. The most most opposite of Cinderella. What would be the opposite of Cinderella?
1: What's the opposite Uh, of Cinderella?
0: I was going to say like live action Cinderella, but wasn't that pretty good too? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Live action Lion King.
0: How about this? Live action Mulan.
1: (laughs) That was like really weird.
0: Who is the live action Mulan of this? I'm so there's a really obvious one. I'm surprised you haven't said
1: the Sixers.
0: No, well, maybe, but I maybe don't think they'll disappoint. It's the
1: Nets. No, I feel like that's too obvious. Like, I, okay, honestly, okay. I, wanted, I wanted to pick the Nets because like the, the possibilities within. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, that's that's, that's a fair a, point. Fair point. There's turmoil.
1: It's already brewing. <laughs> we can see it that.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. I, okay. I, I have another one.
1: Uh, I can totally see, I can totally see it happen to the Celtics though. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, your, is that your other one?
0: No, that wasn't my one. I, cause I think they'll be okay. Cause yeah. like from what I've read, Joe is pretty smart and we'll see. I think the talent will be okay. Will they make the finals? It's so deep. I wouldn't be disap- I would be disappointed if they didn't make it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the finals.
1: They need to make the conference finals, dude, at least.
0: Yeah, I think so. The team that I'm thinking would disappoint us is Miami. Ooh. Partly for the age thing, partly for not having the four proper four. Um. Partly, if. Are they really going to do the whole Omer Yurt Seven thing? That's part of it.
1: These um, have no options.
0: It's just like, are they going to experiment too much with this whole BAM taking more shots and being more aggressive while everyone else is really gunning for that top spot? Yeah. And then they're stuck with a bad seed. And then how many games is Jimmy Butler actually going to play? How many games is Kyle Lowry actually going to play? Um I don't know. There's yeah. I could see Miami kind of disappointing us.
1: They're they're on the low. They're they're like the most fringe title contender on my like
0: agreed. Yeah. Uh so I think uh that's it. Do you have anything more to add before we wrap this up?
1: Uh I don't think so. Um let us know. Yeah, I guess what are your thoughts? Um who do you think are the title contenders from the east, and who are the Wemby contenders from the east as well? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know your thoughts Let us know your thoughts on our socials at GotText Blog on Twitter and Instagram, at GotNext Podcast on the Hardwood Amino app. You can follow us there as well. And I think yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all our socials. All our plugs, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I guess the. There's, we have our website gotnextsite.wordpress.com as well if you want to check that out for articles but that's it for the show who's got next?
0: Scoot Henderson got next
1: Scoot Henderson the West got next